wish I didn't have to work tomorrow. Although, I don't have to work on Friday. I have Friday off. Nice. Well, I don't. Well. I definitely do not. You bastard. I don't have to work because I ended up working on Sunday, this past Sunday. Yeah. Well, that sucked. Well, I showed you that picture of that network closet and tech yeah. tips. That's what I was doing on Sunday. So at least that. not interacting with customers. Yeah, that's true. I gotta do that tomorrow. <laughs> I want to, but I got to. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, I already hit the record one. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Seven Days to a Rock and Stone Guardians. This it uh, this new series of conspiracy theories. Guess what we're doing today, Ryan? What are we doing today, Kevin? We are taking a taking an old-fashioned television show for some of our okay. older listeners so that we can possibly ruin their childhoods. Ruin some more childhoods. Yes, some earlier childhoods than our own. Uh, this one is about a modern Stone Age family. Uh, I'm I think guessing the Flintstones. I was going to hope that you could get that one. So this one, this one is about the Flintstones and their post-apocalyptic theory. Uh, so we're going to deep dive into that one today. Have you ever heard about this one before? I I have surprisingly heard about that one before. Surprisingly? I feel like I've heard or this one. surprisingly, because I feel like I've heard a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, this one, I, uh, I think I've heard before, but I've never actually looked at it. It starts with a... Um, a 1987 television crossover where the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, and there's a sort of uh, divergence of time, and they don't know how anything really fits in. But we're going to get into that whole thing. Uh, first, however, I think what we should do is uh, look up some video game facts you never heard of, you didn't know. Well, you're going to have to dig deep there, Kev. Ah, interesting. Here we go. Let's hit some good ones, because I think we've done, let's see, we've done movies. Uh, we did television shows. Now it's video games, because we're huge video game nerds. Let's see here, let's see here. Let's Bring it on, one. Kevin. Do you know how many uh, video games existed as of 2019? Of 2019? Yeah. Uh... I'll say if you get within 10,000... I think uh, I think that's pretty dope. Okay. I have nothing to give you, but that's pretty dope. I'm going to say 200,000. 200,000? You really want to go with that? I mean, if we're talking about all video games across from the very first video game to now. Yeah, so sometime I'm, in the mid-70s say... when the very first video game came out to 2019. Yeah, I'm going to say 200,000. Us way off. Really? Way off. Like you're not like you're not even close. Uh okay. Two million. Uh, a little too high. A little too high. Okay. Oh one point seven million. Still too high. Uh one point four million. Too high. Uh nine hundred and seventy five thousand. Too low. One million. All right. One hundred. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Keep going. What was that? Okay. One million. One hundred thousand. Uh, one hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred and eight. No. Closer. That's much better. So it's one point one eight million. So to be exact, one million one hundred eighty-one thousand and nineteen video games as of twenty nineteen. Pretty cool. I would have never guessed that. I'd probably been somewhere in the mid couple hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely doesn't feel like that, but I guess they're just... I mean, we don't know every game. I certainly didn't own every game that was on every console. I yeah. only owned, like, the games I wanted on the consoles that I had. So, what are you going to do there? Do you know when the earliest RPG on a console was released? Release RPG on the console. Yeah, we're turning this into a bit of a trivia quiz for you. Now, 
would you consider adventure an RPG? I'm guessing anything that's role-playing of any sort. Uh, then I'd say the, the 2600, adventure. I didn't say what it was. I asked one when was it released. Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know when that was released. Like, you know, 70s? No. Uh, the earliest RPG on a console was released in 1982. 1982. Oh. What game was that supposed to be? Uh, it doesn't, doesn't say, actually. How am I supposed to trust those bastards? Then? I know that's true. <laughs> Ooh, this is a this is a real real interesting one. A gamer, uh, there's apparently a gamer out there who completed Dark Souls. We all know how Dark Souls is, using only a rock band guitar. Uh, do you know that there are speedrunners uh, that run games? only with a steering wheel. And I'm not talking about racing games. I'm talking about just any game. No idea whatsoever. Yeah, they're crazy to watch. They run them pretty regularly on uh, uh, Games Done Quick. Interesting. Uh, The biggest video game collection, or the person who owns it based on the Guinness World Record, has a library of over 20,000 games. Wow. Uh, Antonio Montero of Texas holds the Guinness World Record for the largest video game collection at 20,139 video games. Damn. Uh, as of whenever this... Games. As uh, February 11th of this year, uh, because that's when the article that I'm reading is, was written. Okay. Um, the recent. collection features games from the second to eighth generation consoles, over 100 devices to play them on. One of the most hardcore video game facts. It took Guinness eight days to finish counting all of them. That's dope. It's a lot of video games. Oh, here we go. I found the Dark Souls guy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Benjamin Beersley Gwynn took bravery to the next level. He beat the game with nothing but a rock band guitar. It doesn't end there. He's also done runs with the rock band drum kit, rock band piano, Donkey Kong bongo drum, microphone using voice control only, a Wiimote, dance mat, steering wheel, and an Xbox 360 pad. He programmed these alternative controls himself, and that's just that's just the craziest thing ever. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, do you know when the first esports tournament was held? Uh, my two, man. 2005. Are you sure? Uh. That's my answer, Pat. Okay, good. You're wrong. Horribly, horrifyingly wrong. Okay. October October 19th, 1972. The Laboratory for Artificial Intelligence at Stanford University organized the world's first esports tournament. Uh, it was called the Intergalactic Space War Olympics. No prize money was involved. The winner would only receive a subscription to Rolling Stones. That sounds like a horrible, horrible prize. Yes. Uh, I, I want them to shame themselves. Stuart Brand, the biology student, was the first one to win the Space War Olympics and became the world's first esports champion. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. One more. One more. I've heard this one before. Minecraft's Overworld has a surface area 9.2 million times larger than the Earth. Wow. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So it's nine point. Uh, sorry, it's nine million two hundred fifty-eight thousand two hundred thirty-five times larger than the surface of the Earth. Uh, yes. According to this article, uh, it's only fitting. Sorry, for the PC version, the Minecraft world is over nine million times bigger than the Earth. Crazy. That is crazy. Also, some interesting facts about Minecraft is that there is a server out there. There's a server out there that actually has a library with all texts, uh, forbidden or not, in it. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen that. That one's a really interestingly yeah. designed building. I like Bas- that. Yeah, basically to keep people from hiding knowledge from anyone. They've built a, an entire server with it. The entirety of human existence, as it were. Which yeah. is cool. Now you just have to be able to access the internet and Minecraft. 
I mean, yeah. to be fair, to access the entirety of the human experience, you would have to have the internet. So that's all I got for facts on the video games. Anything you want to contribute, Ryan? Uh, Didn't think so. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. No, go, go ahead. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of different types of video games out there. Uh, if you're not super into video games now, uh, maybe yeah, let's give do a try. Let's do a, little, let's do a little fun thing because we got some time because I don't think we're going to take up an entire hour with this particular fanspiracy theory. Okay. Probably a good half an hour, but let's go through some consoles that we've owned and uh, see if we can uh, discover some personal favorites video game-wise. Okay. All right, all right, all right. How about you tell me... Your first console. What was the first console you owned? Oh, it was uh, the original NES. Nice. Did you ever own the Super Nintendo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not. We skipped. Yeah, this, uh, this was a Nintendo family for most of my childhood. Nice. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, for those who don't know. Those 8-bit cartridges that you had to blow into that you weren't actually supposed to blow into. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, obviously, they would get moisture in them. But we all did it. Everybody knows we did it. So, fuck you, Nintendo. You try stopping us. Yeah. Fun fact for everyone out there. Nintendo has been around since the 19th century. For those that can't convert, it's the late 1800s. So, there you go. They used to be a playing card making video company. games that entire time. Yeah, How amazing of them. They were making playing cards and other such nonsense. Uh, yeah, what was, uh, what was probably your favorite game on the NES? If you can remember. My favorite video game on the NES. Uh, Rampage, I think. Rampage was a lot of fun. Rampage? I never played Rampage mm-hmm. on, on the NES at all. Yeah, it, it's like a, it's a very simple game. It's it's fun. Like, Did you, know, you own the kid, Game Genie so. from it? For the original one? I don't think so. I think for uh, Super NES. Don't worry. Yeah, I definitely had a Game Genie for uh, Super NES and uh, N64. Yeah, we had the original Game Genie with the book, with all the codes, nice. which was yeah. awesome. Because that was before the internet, ladies and gentlemen, where you could just look up all the codes on the internet. You had to have the book in order for the Game Genie to work. Right. You had to already have these codes. Uh, I would say some personal favorites from the NES. Ninja Turtles, 1 and 2. Two mostly was my favorite. Uh, Those are good games for sure. Original Super Mario Brothers with the Duck Hunt combo game. Very yeah, fun. Yeah, yep. I think that was the very first game I played. That was a staple. I'm pretty sure it was sold alongside the SNES. Or the NES, sorry. Like it was sold as a combo. You'd buy the NES and they'd give you that yeah. one for free. I think so. Or it came with the gun and all that. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't even think I was alive for when it was purchased. To tell you the truth, so the NES was cool, and Super Mario Brothers three was also very cool. I like that. It wasn't until much later that I discovered how to basically skip all the way to World Eight. Didn't finish the game very very quickly. Yeah, that's it for the NES. So the next one you said you had the Super Nintendo. Entertainment system? Uh, I did have a Super Nintendo. Which one did you have? Um, it's the one that had the purple buttons and the yeah, cartridge that. one in the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Much better than the fact that you had to open it up, click it down, and then close the, oh, yeah. the top. And the my favorite game from that has to be uh, Mario Kart. Was that the first Mario Kart that ever came out? I think so. It has to be. I think it was the original Mario Kart, yeah. Wow, the original Nice. Yeah. Fancy. I never played anything on the SNES because I didn't have any friends who owned it and we didn't buy it ourselves. So, didn't have it. Okay. Okay. Uh, next console that I had was the Sega Genesis, as I remember. <clears throat> that was a very good game, gaming system. Um, I'm trying to think of this one the, the, the Mean Bean Machine. Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine was a really good game on that one. That one I would play forever. It was essentially Tetris, but with beans. (laughs) 
It's so it's essentially Sega's answer to Dr. Mario. Probably. Probably. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Sonic the Hedgehog is also one of my faves. Uh, the number two, specifically. I, uh, actually, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game was probably the most played for me on that console. Uh, that was the one that came I, out after the movie. I, I definitely played that one. That one is, was pretty fun. To be fair, there were several games that came out for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm specifically talking about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, the movie game. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that one. I'm trying to look it up to see if we can find out what it was uh, called exactly. I think it was just called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah. 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 Power Rangers. Came out for the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Hot. Much preferred the, uh, the uh, Sega Genesis version. Alrighty. Any, uh, did you have the Sega Genesis? No, I, I I'd never had any of the Sega consoles. Oh, man. I know. So what was the next one in in the uh, in the old? The next one would be sixty four. Yeah, for us it was the N sixty four. Let's not forget that what Sega Dreamcast would come out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> My friend had um like the Sega ones. He 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 was he would always go like crazy about uh like how cool the Dreamcast was, but as being like a. It's a Nintendo family. This is a Nintendo like, family. So it's one of those things. So in between, <coughs> in between, then PlayStation One had come out before the N sixty four. I don't know anybody who had the PlayStation One to tell you the truth. Um, uh, I did have the PlayStation One, but I definitely got it after the N sixty four. Oh, okay. So you had it be- before the PlayStation Two came out, probably. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because the PlayStation 1 looks like it came out in uh, 1994, and N64 came out in 1996. Uh, as I can remember, what was the original cost on N64? The original I want to say it was like 300 Price. 350 $200. Like oh, wow. Um, I guess they intended to price it at 200 Two hundred and fifty, but they ended up offering it at one ninety nine ninety nine. Any particular good games on the N sixty four you remember? Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of the like three uh, D Nintendo released games, like uh, Super Mario sixty four or Ocarina of Time. Oh, Ocarina but, of Time! Uh, I'd have to say, I think Star Fox Star Fox sixty four was probably like my jam from that. Star Fox 64 was great. Star Fox 64. John and I used to play that one a lot. Um, Star Fox 64, that was a good one. Let's think. Let's think. Gauntlet Legends was a nice game that I enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if you remember that one at all. Yeah. Uh, Conker's mm-hmm. Bad Fur Day. That one was really good. Uh, that one I was not allowed to have, but uh, <laughs> my best friend had it. So I still thought <laughs> take that, mom and dad. Take that, mom and dad. Uh, yeah, that one, that one was good. So many good ones. Pokemon Stadium. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, that one was good. Super I enjoyed Pokemon Snap a lot. Super Smash Brothers, the original. Yep. I got that one because I broke my arm. <laughs> yeah, I broke my arm and I had nothing better to do. Well, I broke my arm and and. My grandparents felt bad because I basically broke it at the beginning of summer, so I wasn't going to be able to play my usual summer sports that year because I basically couldn't do shit. They basically felt bad, and they're like, hell, here, here's a video game. What video game do you want? They actually asked me, what video game do you want? I said, well, Super Smash Brothers would be nice. I got Super Smash Brothers. It's funny, funny stories that we uh, ended up having Super Smash Brothers. I ended up losing Super Smash Brothers, and then like six years later, finding it. Like long after we had gotten a GameCube and things like that, I ended up finding it. It somehow got tossed into a random Halloween box, and we had pulled that Halloween box out, and it was just sitting right there waiting for me. Still worked. So, ha, huh, suck it. Uh, <laughs> eat shit. 
So after the N64, what what else did you have? Uh, so I had the PlayStation. Um, the there are a lot of good games for it. Um, but I think the one that stands out the most is the original Monster Hunter or no Monster Rancher game. It was really weird. Like it was, you you had to raise monsters, but how you got them is you would like download them from like a a music like a CD or a DVD uh or something like another disc it you would go what? into this temple and you would start the like process of summoning a monster and it would like tell you to to stop the disc and uh like put in put in the disc you wanted and then it would read the information and then it'd tell you put the other disc back in and uh interesting then you'd, you'd have a monster it's weird yeah. man it was it was really like really weird but it That's was also like really cool very uh i don't know ahead of its time it sounds like yeah like nowadays. now it's just like yeah there is a current monster rancher but they just have you like draw design which is lame <laughs> not as cool yeah no, no I, I don't i don't remember that at all uh i didn't have playstation we had a playstation 2 uh, i would say that the game that i played the most on that was an nhl game uh i could i could name it i think it was 2006 i had gamecube do you have gamecube uh no again i that was my my best friend had that one after n64 uh i definitely went to to playstation ah gotcha nope we got a gamecube we had the purple one nice that one was ssx tricky i loved that game uh, yeah <laughs> yeah jan talks about that one a lot yeah that one was the dopest i think that was the one i probably played the most of uh super smash Bros. melee obviously uh probably a couple more nhl games but i want to say ssx tricky was the one that i played the most um after gamecube what the hell is after gamecube like I mean, X- Xbox was the same Xbox. generation. Yeah, but it did come out later, though. Uh, yeah, slightly later, like maybe a year. But it was still the same generation of console. Um, I didn't have a, an original Xbox. My buddies had the original Xbox. Um, I did actually have an original Xbox. Uh, what'd you have on that one? Oh, let's see. Original Xbox... I don't think I had a lot of games for it. Let's see. I'm going to look some up. I can remember one game that we played and a lot of was... Uh... Oh, crap. Uh, Fusion Frenzy. Oh, Knights of the Old Republic. Nice. Knights of the Old Republic was dope. There was a game on GameCube called The Clone Wars. And uh, Halo, of course, obviously. Yeah, Halo was another one. Uh, I was never very good at Halo. Um, Fusion Frenzy was a big one. Yeah, Sean really liked that one. 007, what was it? Agent Under Fire? Everything or Nothing? I think it was probably Everything or Nothing. 007, Agent Under Fire. I was really good at that one. I was unbeatable in that one. (laughs) Those were during my good days. Like, yeah, I would I, go in that, there and I would I would mess with the um the settings. Like you could have jetpacks, you could make low gravity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would Golden I had like similar things. Mm, it was much better on this one. But yeah, I would I would mess around with that one. And we'd play and I'd kick everyone's ass. It was awesome. Uh after after the Xbox, what was there? Next generation was like Xbox three sixty. I think uh, I, yes. I ended up buying an Xbox 360, but late. Uh, I bought it like two years before. I'm trying to think. Two two years before the Xbox One came out, I think. So I had an Xbox 360 really late into its run. I never owned a PlayStation beyond PlayStation 2. Yeah, I, I only went up to PlayStation 2. And then I got the Xbox 360. I ended up having like two or three of them because one of them red ringed. 
Oh, and, uh, and then the second one just like got worn out. It didn't red ring, but it just wasn't functional anymore. Mm. Uh, yeah, beyond that, I have an Xbox One now, just the the original. I've had that one for quite a few years. I don't know if I'm going to end up getting another one after that. I wouldn't say You're I... not going to get whatever unfortunately named versions out now? Uh, Xbox One X, I think, is the newest version of Xbox. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll, I'll get another one. At that point, I'll probably end up buying a new PC. Uh, I also have a Nintendo Switch. I don't know about favorite games on those. I really only play mostly video games on my PC, which I got shortly after having bought my Xbox One. <laughs> I mean, I, I have the Switch too, and I have some... I have like a lot of games. Not a lot of games, but I have a, a couple core games for it. Uh, for me, it's like they should have released it with better battery. Like I, I don't, I don't feel like it's very good battery. Eh, for the most part, when I'm playing it, uh, I'm pretty good with just playing it on my television. Like I don't use it as the handheld version very much. Uh, I like the the little controller thing that I got that yeah. game with. Uh, I'd say my favorite game for that is Fire Emblem Three Houses. That's I play Luigi's Mansion 3 all the way through on that one. Nice. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. And it was very good. That one looks really cool. You can borrow it if you want. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah that was a nice little deep dive into nostalgic video games. Now we've mostly played PC games and I don't know, what's our game that we go to all the time. I know yours is <coughs> Destiny 2. Yeah, Destiny 2. I don't get it. Destiny 2 or any, like, honestly, any, like, farming game or anything like that. I fucking play like, Farming Simulator like it's your job. I do. I love it. It's so relaxing. Oh my god, what you were supposed to say was, it is my job, you son of a bitch. How dare you <laughs> align my oh, no. career, you whore. Close that window. I accidentally opened up a game. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my f- my favorite uh, games right now, Deep Rock Galactic, Seven Days to Die. Have you been uh, grinding out those passes uh, for uh, Seven, or not Seven Days to Die, for the uh, Deep Rock? I have not. I haven't played it in a little while. Yeah, it's a fun game, but the, the season pass stuff is kind of grindy i mean most season pass stuff is kind of grindy you guys say yeah. it's not on on destiny but you're always talking about doing the same i, I don't know what to call them same modules uh, there's game um, modes i should say it seems like you're always like oh we gotta we gotta we gotta play gambit we gotta do this gambit was one time so that we can activate the gem uh, kind of <laughs> bullshit. I don't know. It all sounds kind of grindy, and I don't know why you haven't figured that out yet. No, I mean that that particular part of it is grindy, but um, there's also a lot of stuff in it that isn't. Like they they've changed their story up, so you get a, a bite of story um, every week. Uh, the, the end of the season can be grindy, but that's like if you want to. Yeah, sounds like it, bastards. Yeah, and then you, but I mean, like, and then you end up reading your twat all the time. It's yeah, yeah the twat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has lots of useful information. I'm sure it Kevin. does. Uh, kind of sounds grindy to me. Sounds like a job. Doesn't feel like a job. Feels like blasting aliens in the face with a laser gun. Feels like a job. Having to listen, right. having to listen to it. Feels like a job. <laughs> Uh, maybe we should get into the actual theory since we're like yeah maybe I mean maybe so anyway I think I mentioned this at the beginning this started off with a 1987 television crossover where the Jetsons made the Flintstones yeah Uh, so in that special Elroy builds a time machine uh, which was supposed to send him and his family into the 25th century when does the Jetsons actually take place it's the 21st 22nd century I think it's supposed to be, like, the 21st century. Yeah, okay. We're in the 21st century, and it sucks. 
Yeah. Not, uh, shit's not as cool, guys. <laughs> so anyway, his machine malfunctions, and uh, they end up in bedrock instead. So I guess this, this theory suggests that what if the machine actually took them to the 25th century instead of a future where things are slightly more advanced, they're actually looking at what happens when war breaks out and it's post-apocalyptic. This sounds like you're putting political commentary in my cartoons, Kevin. It doesn't make it, I mean, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense since the Jetson seems like we've reached a, a certain level of peace. But there are Karens still out there. So maybe the Karens revolted. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, as we know, the Karens are revolting. The Karens are always revolting. Just watch Public Freakout on Reddit. It's my favorite. Actually, no, this my favorite. My favorite is supposed to be twenty-five cents cheaper. I put this sticker on it. That means it's cheaper. Literally, the only uh, reason I like TikTok at all. Uh, not because I'd like to make any of that content, but because these jackholes who put out this bullshit content, like those stupid POVs, I just don't get it. Nobody wants to see your face at all. And then, I and have you seen this? What that is? I have you seen, seen this stupid front mullet haircut that all of the guys seem to have now? No, makes also, me want to punch I, them all I don't in the face. Care to see it? It's a it's it's a front mullet, so it's like they combed all of their hair, and it's always curly. They've mm-hmm. combed all of their hair to the front, cut it short in the back and to the, on the sides, and it just sort of like sits out there like a mullet would sit on the back of your head. Yeah, you mean like a a duck ass? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, it's just annoying to me. I know I'm starting to sound old and crotchety, but the haircut looks dumb. And they should feel dumb. In my day. Oh no, I'm I, I know full well that we had some really bad haircuts. Like the mushroom. I remember that one. <laughs> that the, that one was just the That one was just a penis your on mom top of your whore. head. Yeah. That was just a penis on top of your head. And you had to you even had a tip too if you split it right down the middle. It's just as disturbing. Like there are just hits and misses, and that one's a huge fucking miss. And I need them to stop wearing it. You know what I really wish? I wish fanny packs had died. No, nah, I'm okay with that. I can live with the fanny pack thing. But of this haircut, I cannot. I cannot stand it. It annoys me to know it. You're going to be wearing long white socks with uh, leather sandals. <laughs> and those things that are supposed to hold up my socks. The sock holder. Yeah, yeah. The sock <laughs> anyway, back to, back to the Flintstones. So... Uh, It's believed what happened in this theory is that uh, a nuclear war occurred hundreds of years prior to the Flintstones, uh, probably a hundred or so years after the Jetsons ended, and that the characters from the Flintstones are all that remains of a war-torn world. It's also believed that after this catastrophic war, many people were evacuated from the Earth, building, building houses in the air. When the radioactive levels went down, several of these sky-ridden individuals returned to the ground to repopulate the Earth. Many animals were also presumably mutated into dinosaur-like creatures from the nuclear fallout. Uh, What should also be taken into consideration regarding this theory is the year that the show came out in. When the Flintstones came out, that was during the height of the Cold War. Uh, Because of this fact, it's really not that hard to believe that perhaps a bomb from said war was dropped on what would soon become bedrock. And the resulting explosion blew the inhabitants back to the Stone Age. Literally. (laughs) Some things that you can see is the fact that they celebrate Christmas. The fact that they have rock-based televisions that seem to actually have moving pictures. The fact that they have animal-powered appliances. So it seems as though they are, in fact, a modern Stone Age family. See what it did there? Emphasis on uh-huh. the modern. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what does Sean think about that? I don't know. Sean, how any thoughts? Actions, oh, comments, concerns? Isn't that movie with Hugh Jackman and the robot? <laughs> oh. Oh! 
I'm not stupid. It's okay. That's okay. How could he say such a thing? I don't know. He's kind of moody. It's just moody. I don't know what to say about it. Um, there's also a theory that there is a um, divided coexistence. This one speculates is that if the time machine actually malfunctioned, it just teleported them to the Earth below instead of actually through time. So because the dwellers down there are actually living in more primitive conditions, they assume it's the past. Um, perhaps after the Earth became harsh and hostile post-apocalypse, the rich fled to the cities built in the sky, leaving the less well-off. It's sort of like Elysium. Did you ever see that one? I did, I did. I did so it's that. like all the technology fled up to the skies and all of the shit got left behind and they just sort of made do with it on their own. So it's a shadow of what it was beforehand uh, and now it's more of a stone age but in the modern age kind of thing. In reality, the divided coexistence theory doesn't actually hold water. Uh, because there's a publicity photo for the Flintstones when Pebbles was born, where it shows a chart on Wilma's bed that clearly lists her birth as the year 10,000 BC. So they don't exist in the same space, time. You know what I'm saying? Don't you tell me how to write my fan fiction, <laughs> bastard. Aha! Uh -huh. Some really good. Some really good stuff is the fact that what their money looks like. Uh, if you take some pictures of their money from the Flintstones, it actually looks very similar to ours. It's even got the pyramid with the eye on it. I'll okay. Show, I'll show you a picture here in the podcast. Discord. Paste. There we go. Do you see it? Okay, hold one second go here. Podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. our money, all right. So yeah, so the money looks strangely contemporary. Um, it looks like it kind of looks like Gravity Falls money. Does it? You know, I don't think yeah, I've ever the, seen the Gravity Falls money. Well, not the money necessarily, but the Pyramid Eye guy looks like the um, antagonist of the series. Hmm. Interesting. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, there's also a good picture of them. Recreating the Beatles. Now they they look very similar to the Beatles. Since this came out in like the 60s, I'm, I'm sure it was the height of the Beatles uh, revolution or the British revolution of music. There's another yeah, one for the, you. The British Bash or whatever it's called. Mm, no, it was the British Invasion. Yeah, there you go. Uh, huh. uh, speculation on what you think is going on here? I mean, I, I I can definitely believe that. So Elroy thing is so it's apparently Elroy built a, built a time machine, took him back in time. But based on what we've seen inside of the Flintstones, it actually seems like he took them forward in time to a post-apocalyptic future. However, when you think about it, I think what he actually did was take them to a different dimension, where. It's like one of those scenarios. I can't think of the name of it. The A, uh, so the event A leads to event B, which leads to event C, which leads to event A. You know what I'm saying? Uh, paradox. Yeah. So it's a paradox. I think what I think what actually happened, and I'm just speculating here, is that Elroy built the time machine. And, you know, this particular piece of equipment has to be powerful enough to rip through this fabric of space-time. Yeah. And he's just a kid, and he didn't just order that shit off of Amazon. Uh, number one, because the Amazon didn't exist in, in Jetsons, for some reason. Bezos, get on that. <laughs> um, so anyway, he built something that can literally rip through the fabric of space-time. Which means it could be powerful enough to wipe out um, a large city, possibly a large country. I don't know. Could have wiped out the entire world. Maybe it could have caused an, an ecological disaster of sorts with the whole world kind of suffered. So my guess is he actually did go through time, but his time machine 
in the process of ripping through the fabric space-time caused an ecological disaster. So he he's the one who ended up creating his own future that he ends up in. Okay. Some crazy shit to diagnose right there. That's why when he comes back in time, nothing seems to have gone wrong because it didn't actually happen. Well, it, it could also be that... Um... Because he was meant to go back in time that way that ultimately causes the events that lead up to their society raising themselves into the clouds. So it was meant to happen, So, which is why it did happen. Let's assume he went back in time to 10,000 BC when the, when the Flintstones uh, existed. It's entirely possible he went back into time with the Flintstones, actually giving them all of these ideas. That's why they had Christmas. That's why they knew about the Beatles. That's why their money starts to look very similar. Maybe it was him who created his own, um, you know, past. Because one of of those tropes of uh, time travel is that you can't do anything that isn't supposed to happen. There's no way to actually change the timeline because it's already uh, happened. It's already happened. There is no such thing as like uh, a new timeline. Because everything all happens on the same timeline. So, uh, so here are some some examples of temporal paradoxes. Um, the causal loop, I think, is the one I was talking about. It's also referred to, I think, as the uh, bootstrap paradox, or the predestination paradox, or the ontological paradox. Um, a causal loop is a paradox of time travel that occurs when a future event is the cause of a past event. So which in turn is the cause of the future event. Right. So both events then exist inside of space-time, but their origin cannot be determined, causing a loop, uh, which may involve a, an event, person, or object, or information. Uh, there's also the grandfather paradox. Uh, the consistency paradox or grandfather paradox occurs when the past is changed in any way, thus creating a contradiction. Common example given is traveling to the past, intervening with the conception of one's ancestor, thus affecting the conception of oneself. If the time traveler were not born, it would not be possible for them to undertake the act, the first act in the first place. Yeah, so it's like that episode of Futurama where Fry goes back in time. Literally, and is uh, his own grandfather. Is his own grandfather. And it, it's not <laughs> him replacing his grandfather. It's him actually becoming Being. his grandfather, which is what was supposed to happen. Yes. Because otherwise it wouldn't have happened. Um, there's also uh, some other ones that are interesting, like Newcomb's Paradox. Newcomb's Paradox. Um, so Newcomb's Paradox is a thought experiment Uh, showing an apparent contradiction between the expected utility um, and the strategic dominance principle. Uh, The thought experiment often extends to explore causality and free will by allowing for perfect predictors. If perfect predictors of the future exist, for example, if time travel exists as a mechanism for making perfect predictions, perfect predictions appear to contradict free will, because decisions apparently made with free will are already known to the perfect predictor. So think of it like, um, let's think of an example. Uh, um, Groundhog Day. So Groundhog Day is a pretty good example of the perfect predictor. It's someone who's constant, who's lived through everything, knows everything down to the price, precise time and place and who's going to do it kind of thing yeah so assuming that he's lived through this before he knows exactly what's going to happen and he perfectly predicts does anyone really have free will if he knows exactly what's going to end up happening that kind of thing right that's newcomb's paradox um very very interesting stuff that we just got into on a tangent I think what would probably end up happening is I think that that they actually went forward in time as opposed to backwards in time. 
they could have changed the future in any number of ways if they had gone backward in time. But it seems like everything was exactly the way they left it beforehand when they came back in that 1987 special. So mm-hmm. I think they went forward in time and didn't cause any problems. So I think they actually went forward in time, personally. Forward in time, I think, is definitely, like, I think more likely. Of the options that we have, which is backwards. Yeah. Which is backward or forward. Or interdimensionally. Shit, they could have gone backwards in time interdimensionally. I don't know. That's just opened up a whole can of worms. If you believe in multiple universes, then, yeah, they could have... I want to say the only way to believe in the ability to time travel, you have to believe in the multiverse theory. Right. As otherwise, it's all, like, predestined, which means that uh, free will doesn't exist. Exactly. Nice. Now you're thinking... Extra dimensionally, yeah. <laughs> yeah but the, the this got a little this got a little deep for us, didn't it? I think it it, this deep. is definitely deeper than we've gone before. So, um, but I, you know, let us know what you guys think about the Flintstones and the Jetsons. Personally, I think they should reboot the Jetsons with a little more modern style of uh, prediction on their you know, technology. Well, you know what I would like? I would like a, a show that actually paints the future in a positive light and is like, yeah, something good could happen instead of all this depressing bullshit. That we uh, have to I mean, all the time. I think what happened is as soon as, uh, what the hell was that? Miss, Mr. Man Bear Pig, Al Gore, uh, Al Gore, Al Gore and his, um, his movie. What was the movie called? Why can't I think of it? An Inconvenient Truth. Yes, The Inconvenient Truth. As soon as that came out, everyone was like, you know what? There's no point in painting the future in a good light. Let's just make post-apocalyptic zombie movies because that's the only only way that well, we can actually enjoy it. it's not even zombie stuff. It's like... Well, you remember how zombies you know, became a huge thing for there's quite Fallout, a while. Fallout, which is like uh, nuclear dystopia. There's... Uh, you know, I feel like to an effect, um, the series, the expanse that we're watching is kind of the same idea. That uh, I like, would say that's more along the line. I wouldn't say that everything sucks in that one. It seems like it's a pretty. It seems like everything sucks for everybody that's not a like a rich. Which but, is, but you we, know, have, we haven't actually what's happening seen, right now. We haven't seen most of what's going on on Earth or on Mars. Yeah, but Mars the people we have seen... The people we have seen are all on I mean, because they live in a pretty shitty place to live. Yeah. I mean, I mean, watch Babylon 5 and then tell me that people who live on Babylon 5 don't have it shitty, especially in the brown section. <laughs> I Yeah, I know that's funny, but the people who live in the brown section are like the homeless and like they know they're homeless. Like, how can you have homeless people living on a space station I don't get it yeah. anyway, but anyway that seem, I think that future seems more likely or at least more likable than the current depressing of post-apocalyptic ones that we seem to get a lot of in fiction yeah I mean I want I want like I want Star uh, Trek I want the Bell Star Riots Trek. Yes. which were supposed to happen within the last couple of years or I want pretty closely. Like, let me actually look that one up. I know, I know. Or you guys want to know? They must know. Do you know what the Bell Riots are? Uh, they're the riot over a bell. Oh god, got that. it. So yeah. So the Bell Riots were a pivotal series of events on Earth that took place in September of 2024. They started in San Francisco's Sanctuary District A, named after the protest leader Gabriel Bell. It was one of the most violent civil disturbances in all of American history. The riots and the subsequent crackdown resulted in the deaths of hundreds of Sanctuary District residents. Uh, what? So, it was a pivotal event in Earth's history in Star Trek that caused them 
to move forward where every, they had to treat everyone respectfully and that's when they, their society as a whole changed because of those bell riots. Some people were speculating that the George Floyd riots were the ones that were actually the bell riots. Okay. Uh, but they were off by a couple of years. You know, people just yeah. want the bell riots so that we can change our society as a whole. Well, guess what, everyone? We had those George Floyd ones still have a problem. Uh, well, guess what? You can go out and change the world if you really want to. You don't have to wait for some riot. You could do it right now. Go out and vote. That's right. Yep. On that note, <laughs> I think I think we're good for today. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for joining we got, us. We got deep. Thanks for joining us on this uh, weird thought experiment that was supposed to be a fan conspiracy theory. It was a deep dive into nostalgia. Got a little heavy with the temporal paradoxes, but we came back. Um, yeah, that's it from us. Uh, join us for our seven-day replays for The Expanse. Join us on our Fanspiracy Theory journeys. And join us whenever we decide to do some comic book Fridays. Uh, we'll let you know via Twitter, at 7 Days to RSG. Also on our Facebook, at 7 Days to RSG. Let us know if there's anything that you would like us uh, to do specifically uh, via Twitter. You can DM us or just DM us on uh, Facebook or post, whatever you want. Uh, we shall talk to you later, and we wish you seven days to rock and stone, Guardians. Rock and stone. Later. Bye-bye.